Take two, hola y bienvenidos a Deuces Wild Bitches! Number two, number two. Deuces Wild. Hey, Deuces Wild, TC said. We're going take number two. Well, why not? We tried the first one. Hopefully people can see us now. Thomas, Luke, Andre, everyone's firing in the chat room. Lucas, yeah. rocking and rolling. Nora is there. Can people see us? That is what we want to know. Um, but regardless, uh, everyone else, welcome. Everybody's saying, everybody oh, saying wow. yes. Yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. That's a lot of yeses flying in. This is and- – and since we're doing take number two, this take number two is also brought to you by Jack Daniels, gentleman Jack, that has taken a little bit of a beating. And eight one eight tequila, baby, tequila. Let's not forget though, Thrill KT Tape. That's right, a new official sponsor of the program. Here's your skin prep wipes. This is your. Pro Oxygen Tape. It promotes blood flow to the area. You can put it wherever you will. Blister tape prevention. But wait, there's more because this here is Chase Chafe Safe. Keep your package clean. Maximum chafing protection. Fast application. Sweat and water resistant. KT Tape. Go to kttape.com forward slash I think it's EB, uh, and you'll get all the latest deals on that. So here we are, fire and thrill. How you doing, look at man? You. Look at you. Up, just, hey, hey, look, you're just pimping yourself out. Go ahead yeah, on, man. big boy. Nice job. And we got to do what we got to do, thrill. We're trying That's to keep right. the lights That's on right. here at No Filter Network. Hey, look, look, we're, we're pimping out. We're pimping out alcohol. We're pimping out tape. What was the other stuff that was on there? Was it some sort of some sort of cream or something? Uh, it's cigarettes, marble reds, like you just keep it going. You you know what? The other one actually is a cannabis company. Uh, they actually put in a product. It's called Verge. Tryverge.com. My man Jory over there. He's got a ton of experience in the hippie lettuce, and uh, we're we're happy to have them on board as well. Yeah, I appreciate it. And then. Uh, Nora knows she she dropped on us the cold cream, but uh, you know the, there's some certain individuals use cold cream different ways. You know what I mean? So yes, sir, as I do. So, dude, fill me in on the latest with the Giants and what's going on there. Uh, Alyssa yep. Nakin was yeah. the big story that came out this week. They interviewed her for the managerial position. I'll let you go ahead with your thoughts on interviewing Alyssa. And I, I don't know Alyssa. Uh, I know Kai Correa was another 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 one they were going to interview. Uh, I've heard Stephen Vogt's name floating around. So where are we with the managerial situation in San Francisco? So actually, believe it or not, I mean, because I know Stephen Vogt from when he played for the Giants. You know, I was still doing, uh, you, you know, special advisor stuff. And I had a chance to talk to Stephen today. And, and he said that he's got a – He's got a, a an interview on uh, on Thursday, so he's going to go in there and do that on Thursday. And good luck to Stephen, I guess. But as far as you know, Alyssa Nakian goes, you know, I mean, you know, I kind of get it. I kind of get the the PR at 
atmosphere that, you know, the Giants are trying to create there. But, you know, as far as Alyssa goes personally, you know, I mean, you mean to be totally honest, I love her to death, but I mean, she's pregnant right now. She's going to have a baby in February. And then you got, you know, spring training at that same time. It's like, oh, she's got to, you know, if she gets a managerial job, that's, that's a lot on her plate right then and there, you know. So that that's first off. Second off, um, you know, I mean, she she doesn't have any managerial experience. All right. That's no secret. Um, and, you know, what she's done as far as like the team goes, uh, you know, she wasn't in the dugout or anything like that. So, you know, you'd have to surround yourself if that was the case. You'd have to surround yourself with people that have been around the game quite a bit, uh, not people that have been around here just a few years and uh, and know what the hell's going on in and out of the game. And just to let you know, Burns, uh, the like you said, there was there were two other people uh, that should be interviewed: Matt Williams and uh, Mark DeRosa. Mm-hmm. That's right. So are they going? Are, have you heard anything about them interviewing Matt Williams or DeRosa? I, I haven't heard anything about D. Rowe or Matt Williams. Uh, another name that we chunked out there before was uh, Craig Council. Um, you know, the only ones the only ones that I'm hearing are kind of the same thing that you're hearing. Two of them within the organization, and then I know Stephen vote is Thursday, and that's all I that's all I got for you right there. But you know, um, you know Stephen vote. You know he's he's your you know like a Bob Melvin or, or like a Joe Torre. He's the next catcher. You know, those guys, you know, are plugged in pretty good, uh, run, you know, run a game really well. So, you know, I know he's uh, he's been doing some stuff with the with the Mariners here lately. I know he's very happy there, but, you know, we'll see what happens in the interview process. Okay, well, let me start with Alyssa Nakin, because I think as a father of two daughters, it's fantastic that the San Francisco Giants would interview a woman for that position. I then put my baseball analyst hat on and think to myself, why exactly are they interviewing Alyssa Naked? Is it because they believe she is the most qualified person for the job or one of the most qualified people for the job? Or is it because she is a female? She played softball at Sac State. She then started interning for the Giants. They liked her. She knows her baseball. And they ended up bringing her on the staff. As you mentioned, as of late, because she was pregnant, she was not in the dugout. I don't have great clarification on what her role was with the Giants, other than she had a quote talking about, if somebody needed help, I would help them. And whenever I felt lost, I would just try to be a resource and a helper to one of the players, one of the coaches, whatever. I have a ton of respect for her as she pioneers this trail. That said, I don't care if you're a man, a woman, a furry, or a fucking Murray, dude. If you don't have a ton of baseball experience playing or coaching, you should not be considered for a managerial position. If Alyssa Nakin wants to manage, you know what she's got to do? She's got to go manage. That's correct. Go to San Jose. Get into the trenches. Dude, thrill. I've done this shit. It's different with the Savannah Bananas. I get it. But I don't care. When you're the manager, bro, all of a sudden, you're the guy. 
You're the guy that everyone comes talking to. You're the guy that everyone comes with their problems with uh, everything that you could possibly imagine. You're, I mean, I'm talking anything from what, whether it was the baptism of a baby to uh, the, the, the guy that happened to, I don't know, have his hemorrhoid flare up. Like the weirdest shit, dude, comes up <laughs> and ends up on your plate. I, I've had guys in my office in tears, like just ab- about something personal. And I think the best thing you can do as a manager, and I had to learn this, is be an ear and, and, and listen to people and, and just be that really ultimate people person. You also need a liaison. You need somebody else to be that right-hand guy. I had Kowalski with me in Savannah. He was huge he took a lot of the burden off of my plate uh in dealing with some of the personal issues that come up guys want to know what the fuck's the deal when they're not playing guys aren't happy so you're managing players in in the game right and then you're managing outside of that at least i was uh, beyond just like hey we're trying to win this game like dude we're trying to get stilts into the ball game and i got uncle jesse in my ear going, dude, we got to get him in. We got to get him in. I'm like, Jesse, it, it, the game's on the line right here, dude. You, you don't understand. Like, it's it's a really tough spot to pinch hit a guy that takes 19 seconds to get down to first base. So even if he gets a ball and freaking rips it. So what I'm trying to say in this incredibly long-winded fucking rant is yes. that if, if, if Alyssa wants to manage, cool. I love it. I get behind it. She's got to go get some experience. I uh, totally agree. And that was, that was in, in the way that I was talking, that was kind of what I was trying to say, you know, in that you can't be thrown into the fire on the major league level. You have to start somewhere else. And, you know, I mean, if you look at our coaching staff, I mean, uh, with, with the, the last few years of our coaching staff, we had a lot of people that were thrown in to the fire, like straight out the get go. And, you know, they didn't they didn't kind of put their time in. And then you you sit there, you turn around, and you look at, you know, you even look at the four managers that are in now. You know, Rob Thompson, Tori Lovello, Bruce Bochy, Dusty Baker. I mean, come yeah. on, man. You got two of them that are Hall of Fame managers. And then you got two of them, you know, Rob Thompson and Tori Lovello, that, you know, put their time in the minor leagues, worked their way through the system, you know, knew the game in and out. They're lifers. And then now they get their shot in the major leagues. So, you know. I think that you're on the right track in that, you know, look, I'm, I'm, I'm for it. You know, X's and O's are, are pretty easy once you understand it, but you have to understand it. You have to go do it live time on, on your own. And, you know, those gut instinct type of things that needs to happen. I mean, I mean, you, you watch Bochi and, and Dusty and those guys, I mean, they're making, they're making game time decisions based on gut instinct. They ain't going by like stats and stuff like that. And you need you need to get that experience for that. Okay, so even the Stephen Vote one, as much as I respect him as a player in his grind and, and what he did, I just have to take a step back right now and in almost a deep breath when I hear some of the names in the in, internal candidates. Kai Correa is 
a very knowledgeable baseball guy. He played at Puget Sound. He's been coaching since after college. I Look, part of being a manager is being a leader of men and knowing how to lead men. And I understand that you have to have a relationship with the front office. And I think that's incredibly important. But if there's a guy that never played past college, and I explained this earlier on the Daily Hustle Thrill, whereas when I got sent down from the big leagues in 2002, after I killed it in spring training, I killed it in Dominican, I killed it in AAA the year before, I'd been in the big leagues the year before, and I was struggling because I was throwing myself a fucking pity party. Bob Guerin pulled me aside. And Bob Guerin had some experience going up and down myself. And he's like, look, man, I know you're disappointed. I think you should be in the big leagues. Everyone here knows you should be in the big leagues. He goes, but the only way you'll ever get back to the big leagues is by grinding through this. And he goes, in a different situation, but somewhat similar, I went through this. And this is what I learned. And this is how I made the adjustments to be able to get over it. Focus on all the shit you can control. Let go of everything else. Dude, I, you know, I, I believe in you. I, I know what you're capable of, but you got to go out there and prove it. Otherwise, you're never going to get back. Yeah, yeah. Those conversations, real don't happen unless I'm talking to that guy on the other end, and I know that he has the experience. And with that experience came the education that then he's sharing with me. So it becomes frustrating, in my opinion, as a lifelong San Francisco Giants fan, because you went from a manager in Gabe Kapler, who was, I, I don't want to even want to call it a questionable choice, but he was definitely on this ultra new wave analytics, far-handers, right-hand guy, hand-picked, and I feel like we're going down the same fucking direction. And it, that's where the San Francisco Giants want to go. The San Francisco Giants can go there. I will tell you, as a loyal San Francisco Giants fan, and having friends who are loyal San Francisco Giants fans, everybody that reaches out to me and is like, yo, dude, why isn't Will Clark the manager yet? <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with the Giants? And I I don't want to make this about that. I, I really don't. But let's just say it wasn't you. Let's just take Matt Williams for an example. Let's take Bob Melvin for an example. Even like a Bob Brenly who's doing TV in Arizona. I Let's just take an old school Giant as a manager, managerial experience. How about a Mike Aldredi? Like one of those type of guys that would come in here and give the sense of that, hey, I'm connecting the past with the future. This is it. This is who we are. This is what we do. Why? why, why I, I just Agreed. want to make sure they're Agreed. going to be reaching out in that direction. Because Agreed. if not, I got to be totally honest, man. The, 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 the fucking organization is it's heading downhill. It's heading downhill fast. All right. So here's one for you. All right. So, um, you know, if you want to, if you want to do something within the organization, instead of doing something from, I guess you want to say the last regime, 
that didn't cut it the last few years and fan base is kind of pissed, all right, why don't you do it from within where these guys have experience with the kids? Uh, Dave Pelfrey is in double A. He's won three three years in a row down there. Uh, You know, gets along great with the players, really, really well liked, um, you know, successful, teaches the game, um, hard worker, the whole works. Or if you want to step up even more, how about Dave Brundage? That's our AAA manager. He's been in the game, oh, God, I don't know, maybe 30 years. Dave's been in the game. He's been a a AA, AAA manager for – for a while, he's been with this organization probably 10 years. So he's seen all the kids. I mean, if we're going to make changes and we're going to make changes within the organization as far as the kids go, you know, your Casey Schmitz and, and you know, your Patrick Bailey's and, you know, Tyler Fitzgerald, you know, Pelfrey and Brundage have seen these kids. They managed them. They have rapport with them, those kind of things. So why don't you head that direction? There's That's one huge. Thing. There's one thing there. And then the second thing is kind of exactly what you said is when I came on board, you know, the history of, of the San Francisco Giants needed to be brought back with also the winning. So, you know, you wanted to have the Willie Mazes, Willie McCoveys, you know, Juan Marichal, Gaylord Perry. You wanted to have those guys around. And we did. And we celebrated them and we learned from them. Buster Posey, those guys. You know, I mean, I was around, um, you know, Barry was around, you know, there's other guys that have been around from the previous tenure of the Giants. All of a sudden here this last year, the 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 direction of the Giants, they just did away with the past. They did away with the, the World Series pictures in the clubhouse. They did away with the Hall of Famer pictures in the clubhouse. They did away with the Buster Posies and the Madison Bumgarners and blah, 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 blah. And all it was was pictures of the guys that are in the clubhouse now, and it says, it's all about us. No, it's not about you. No, it is not about you. It is about you going out there and winning because of the tradition that has come before you. And there's a lot of people right now that are pissed off at the organization because we're not – doing what the previous generations have done. So we need to turn this around and not forget where the hell the San Francisco Giants have come from. So my blood's boiling. As it will should be. And and mine is too. Mine is too because you think that I put San Francisco Giants on my chest. We got this organization turned around. Second year we're in the playoffs. Fourth year we're in the World Series. You know, Sixth or seventh year, we win 103 games. You know, you think that all of that sweat and equity and getting the San Francisco Giants completely turned around and being one of the top-notch programs in the NL West, you don't think that that goes by my radar really easy? I mean, watching this past year, wanted I wanted to puke. I really wanted to puke. I mean, some of the stuff that I saw on the field, we've talked about it before. It's just it's not the San Francisco Giants way. It's not how I was taught how to play baseball. It is not a winning atmosphere in order to have how to play baseball. And I guarantee you one thing, we will have it because I'm going to make sure. I'm going in. I already told Jeremy Shelley, and I don't know if I told you this or not, and Trey knows because I told Trey. I'm going to go into spring training this year, and I'm calling it. Whether anybody does it or not, I know I'm going to do it. 
but we're going to call an organizational meeting. I'm going to have a meeting with all of the minor leaguers, and I'm going to tell them what it means to wear San Francisco Giants on your chest, what you're out there playing, and when you walk out on the field, you expect to win. You expect to go out there and kick somebody's ass. You don't expect to get freaking train rolled like we've been doing with the Dodgers last few years. That's bullshit. So, basically, the way I look at it, and I'm going to try to step back. I'm going to remove my relationship with you and my emotions of being a lifelong San Francisco Giants fan. And I'm going to tell you that I'm going to look at the regime and I'm going to look at what has transpired there over the past couple of years with Kapler at the helm. And basically the, so, so there was an arrogance and I don't, and I'm not going to put it on one person. Okay. But after the 107 wins, it was an absolute worst fucking thing that could have ever happened to San Francisco Giants because it took this arrogance or narcissism even to another level. And they figured that they could just plug and play, plug and play. We're playing fantasy. This is how we do it. Things clicked for them that year. Shit worked out well. And then we're just a couple years removed from this real. And we had the worst defensive team in baseball. We had the worst base running team in baseball. We had no continuity. We had platoons everywhere. It was tough to watch. It was tough to follow. It was tough to figure out who's healthy, who's not healthy, who's playing, who's not playing. And it was not entertaining baseball. It was sloppy. And even more so, I then get the reports of these 17 coaches and all these different people going this way and this way and whatever. And it's just like, dude, what the fuck are we doing? And as much as you could try to put this on Kapler, the head guy's got to go and Kapler went, okay, maybe it's his fault. Maybe it's not. Maybe the connection to the past is on Kapler, but there's more to it than that. If you ask me, it seems like this whole thing, dude, is potentially in need of regime change. And I, it's, I, I say that in knowing that I have a ton of confidence in the ownership group. I, and I think I know because they're not very hands-on. I, I have a relationship with, uh, well, one of the main guys. But where, where are we going wrong here? And the Alyssa Nakin thing, it bothered me only to the sense that, like, dude, read the fucking room, man. Like, right now, you're putting her in a really difficult position to even go interview for this job. If you wanted to do a mock interview and not really telling you, like, keep it low-key and then come out later with it after you already made the hire, great. But the way that went down, I almost felt like they were trying to appease a woke-as-fuck fan base. And I... But what I don't think what I do what I don't think is true is that the fan base is woke as fuck. I think there's 10% of the fan base that is, obviously, but I think for the most part, they're just people. 
and they're people that love baseball and they don't want politics in baseball. And you don't have to pretend like you're going to hire a chick that has zero freaking experience just to get in my good graces. You know what that says to me? It says you're fucking phony. And I don't want phonies. I never liked phonies. I don't hang around phonies. And I sure as fuck don't root for phonies. Period. <laughs> I'm with you. Okay. I get it. I, I get it, my man. Hey, look, look, look. You know, I mean, you know, I know you ranted uh, yesterday, day before, whatever. You know, you just went on another one. That's a good one. I mean, you're bringing up, you're bringing up points that people are thinking, but that they don't want to say. And so, you know, hey, look. You gotta get it out there. You gotta get it out there. But the the one thing, the one thing, and you know, as far as our fan base goes, they want to win. They're used to winning. They, you know, Buster Posey's on the scene. We won every year, you know, or or in contention every year. We didn't get train rolled by the freaking Dodgers every year. You know, we we were in contention. Uh, you know, you look back in the nineties, same shit that happened with us. We're in the middle of it every year. Yeah, we might have gotten beat a few years, but it it was a it was a race. And that's what people want to do. They want to come to the ballpark, you know, mid-September, last week of September, and they want to sit there and see freaking great baseball that means something because it might be our postseason, you know, that we're playing for right there. And that's the way you play baseball, man. I mean, I mean, look. The, the the April and May and June, okay, you know, you're getting you're getting your ad bats under you, you know, you're getting your reps, all that sort of stuff. But dude, August and September roll around, man, it is time to pin your freaking ears back and let's go, boys. Let's go. And the Giants have not done that, you know, the last the last few years. And some of the excuses that I'm hearing, I don't buy into it. I don't buy into any of these excuses. All right. I was taught, and you and I talked about this before. I was taught you outwork and you outthink the other guy. All right. And when I come to the ballpark and I walk out on the field and I see four or five guys taking batting practice on the field, uh, we're not outworking the other guy. I'm just letting you know that. That's first off. And then second off, all right. Look. Every one of these morons got to go through a freaking pitchers meeting, a hitters meeting. You know, we go over all the pitchers, we go over all the relievers. You know, first thing that happens, they bring a reliever in. Everybody walks over the dugout. What's this guy got? Well, you didn't pay attention to the meeting, all right? And then defense, they got defensive meetings, all right? You know, when when you know, let's say Clayton Kershaw is up at bat. All right, we play him over here. Now what they do is, oh shit, I forgot what Clayton Kershaw does, and they go in their hat and they look at some stupid ass card. Get to freaking thinking and get to outwork the other guy. Because guess what? They're outworking your ass right now. So Tara, who rarely watches a show, I mean, checks in every now and again, is my lovely wife. And she made a point here about Alyssa naked. She said she's a solid baseball mind and could be a brilliant coach. Set her up for success. Give her a real experience and a shot to shine. It's sabotage to do this to her now. I mean, bro, this isn't coming from me. This is coming from my wife who loves to disagree with me. Yeah, but the thing is, the thing is, your wife has been around you the whole time. You know, you're playing baseball. You know, now now you're doing, you know, the media side of things, the social media side of things. But then you did, 
MLB. You know, she she sat there through all of that. And on top of that, she worked for the Padres. She's been around baseball her whole life. All right. Yeah. So so she has a great baseball mind. And so because of that reason, I agree with her. And and that's exactly what you and I were talking about. Look, I am not anti Alyssa Nakian. No way on God's green earth. But I am against somebody getting a job on a major league level with no experience. You want to talk about a hard job? This is a freaking hard job. Just ask some of the guys that have gotten their asses handed to them because of that reason. Kyle Schwarber beating potatoes does it again, Thrill. Does it again. Ladies and gentlemen. Second homer of the game. Second homer of the game. Phillies had three hits, three homers. And a 13th solo shot. 13th solo shot for the Phillies in a row. Yeah. When are they going to quit pitching to this guy? I mean, between him and Castellanos, man, it's just one nuke after another. Holy shit. Well, they just keep throwing the ball right out over the plate for him. Watch this pitch. Wham! That ball is right down the middle. I mean, a major league hitter is supposed to hit that pitch. You know, you work your ass off to not miss those pitches, like that center cut the pit, center cut the plate. I mean, I can do anything I want with it. If it's center cut, I can pull it. I can go the other way. I can do whatever I want with it. So, yeah. anyway. So, here's the thing. And I'm going to we'll – we can get off of this in a second, but I want to finish. I just believe that whether it's Farhan, whether it's somebody else that's making decisions there, don't be afraid – to go the old school route. Don't be afraid to hire somebody that's going to tell you no. There's yin and yang in life, and it's really good for a baseball team. And that's why, say, for example, we know the Astros have crazy analytics. We know Dusty Baker's pretty old school. We know Bruce Bochy is very old school, and he's going to be making decisions and in-game decisions and lineup decisions, all this stuff. Not based on what these guys are shoving down his throat, but on what he sees and what he feels is the best matchup. Yet, you know the Texas Rangers have great analytics. Dude, there's a reason why you do that. Yet, I feel like the Giants are looking for the next puppet. That's it. And Stephen Vogt, I I believe, I believe, I believe in Stephen Vogt. I get the fucking shit. I know he, I liked him as a player. I liked it like Hustler. You know, we're cut from the same cloth, all of it. But, dude, a hire like that, it might as well, it's the same fucking thing. It's yeah. another guy with no managerial experience, with no long uh, longevity of coaching experience that gets thrown into the fire, and then what? I don't know. Here comes the lineup from forehand of the boys. Yeah, no. Hey, look, and then not only that, too, I mean, and Tara even said it. I mean, she just said it. You know, get a hard ass. I, hey, I'd be fine with that. Go get somebody that's going to kick some some ass. Get them moving. Get them motivated. You know. I mean, don't let the don't let the inmates run the asylum. You know. I mean, hey, if you want to go hit two thirty, you're going to hit two thirty for another team. All right. If you are going to hit two thirty here, you're going to go out on the field. You're going to work on it, and you're going to make some adjustments. You don't make any adjustments, sit your ass on the bench. Next. All right. I, yep. I don't have time. I don't have time for this shit. I don't have time for people that do not make adjustments because I've listened. I've listened to the excuses for years now, 
And I mean, it's just absolutely pitiful. I mean, you know, I sit there and I, you know, I listen to guys that were the freaking best at their craft. The Tony Gwynn's, Wade Boggs, Griffey Jr., Edgar Martinez, Keith Hernandez. I mean, we'll just go Kirby Puckett. We'll go down the line, right? All the guys in my generation. And I listen to them and then I go out and I watch them work and I go out and watch them put what they're talking about in play. And then I sit here and I listen to some of the shit that goes on in our clubhouse. Oh my God, it makes me want to puke. They got, these guys are talking like, like they're freaking six time all-stars, you know, Hey, you are, you're lucky you have a major league job. You're hitting 230. If you hit 230 in my area, your ass was in double A. They didn't send you down one league. They sent you down two leagues. You know? So anyway, that's that's my rant. All right, let's let's get off of this shit. We've been on Yeah, I mean, hold on a second though. I'm really having oh, fun. Oh god. So it, it's a, it's the a complacency. It's the everyone with the individual hitting coaches. It's the, that's why there's 17 fucking coaches around. We've diluted the system. It has gotten to a point where I'm gravely concerned about the future of the Giants. I am. I don't know. It's weird. It's like I say future of the game, but I'm not. I like I because I think there's enough people in the game. But dude, I perceive, and this is outside perspective. I, I'm I'm an asshole. I am. I'm a, I'm an asshole. I'm sorry. But right now, like, if you were to rate, like, 1 through 30, and I know more about the Giants than anything, 1 through 30, like, hardness and softness of, of a team. Like, right now, and I'm going to use the perfect example here, the Philadelphia Phillies, that's the hardest motherfucking team in baseball. Does that make sense? Dude, I watch those guys. They're just hard. You got Bryce Harper leading the way. You got meat and potatoes Kyle Schwarber leading off. Then you got Trey Turner then you got Nick Castellanos. I mean, one guy after another, just studs. And Bryce Harper's on there the other day going, dude, yo, that's why you pay the money. And he was talking about Trey Turner. He was talking about Nick Castellanos, right? Why we invest in what it is. You have Rob Thompson, an old school baseball guy that is a lifer, man, right? He's been in it from the, the beginning to the end. This guy's going to die on a baseball field. And he's going to be happy about it. He's going to say, bury me right there in the on-deck circle. This dude don't give a shit. This is the hardest team in baseball. They have a swagger about them that's just like, whoa, man, I can feel it. On the other end of the spectrum, if I were to rank the 30th like team when it comes to hardest to softest, the 30th ranked team legitimately would be the San Francisco Giants, the ultimate pussies of the game. That's how I look at them. It's not good, man. I really want to like my life. Like, I grew up loving this team. Uh, <laughs> as pussies. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, my God. Tara, come save him. Oh, by the way, Tara, what's for freaking dinner tonight? What's on Smell-O-Vision? <laughs> Trey and I, Trey and I, because we had uh, the show to do tonight. Tell them what we had tonight. So, we had... Uh... We had Popeyes. Popeyes. We had some fried chicken tonight. So what when you eat fried chicken, what do you order? Just regular fried chicken? You eat a breast, you eat the legs. Trey and I Trey and I've been doing we did the strips tonight. Yeah. Yeah, Trey wanted some strips, so we did the, the strips. So where are the girls? 
the girls, uh, Ella is at school, and then my wife is in England, and she's going to Paris tomorrow morning with uh, some girlfriends. They went over there. Really? Yeah, and then Trey and I, this last weekend, uh, we went to the ranch and tried to shoot some hogs and have a good old time up there. You kill anything? Yeah, we killed a few. Um, last time there, Trey killed two, and I killed seven. Um, this time, this time we only killed three. So, oh man, I do. I feel like we've done three shows already. I and I, I don't mean to get all worked up. I, it's just, dude. No, you know what? You know what? Wait, 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 wait. That right there. That right there. Don't apologize. You are a San Francisco Giant fan that expects the team to go out there and play like your guys did back in the 80s. That's how you grew up. You grew up with that enthusiasm, that wanting to win, and that I'm not backing down from anybody. And, you know, you know, go in there to second base hard, try to take somebody out, and when they slap you, fucking punch them. You know, that's how you grew up. That's how guys like me grew up. I watched the freaking Hal McRae's barrel roll somebody at yeah. second base. I watched the George Brett go upper tank. You know, with the with the pine tar, and then when they they you know ejected the home run, he freaking sprinted out on the field, was going to take everybody's face off. That's how I grew up, and so you do not need to apologize for anything right now. Matter of fact, what we're being showed by the twenty twenty three version of the Giants is not the San Francisco Giants by any stretch of the imagination. So you are venting. Just like a lot of other fans are venting. They're doing it in different ways, but they're right. They are definitely right. Don't ever apologize for wanting to see good baseball and somebody bust their ass. Do not ever apologize for that. So the guy that I've really enjoyed watching, and I actually went out to see him when we were in Arizona, is Deion Sanders. Oh, and Coach Prime, baby. We've been watching him in Colorado. We've been laughing and giggling. That's fun. Bro, if I'm an owner of a sports team, an athletic director at a college, I'm looking at that and I'm thinking to myself, this is what I want. Yes. Somebody who is confident yet humble. Somebody that has been there and done that. Somebody that knows the work that it's going to take. Somebody that's willing to put in the work. Somebody that when he talks to his players, like, like I'm, I'm going to put my arm around you and we're going to have a real conversation, young man. There's one of their best players missed the last game. And he, they were, he was asked in his post-game interview why this guy missed the game. And let's just say it was Trey, right? He goes, I don't know. You're going to have to talk to Trey about that. Ask him. And that's what I'm looking for. That's the accountability where, like, this is a man. Like, this is a man-on-man, like, thing. And it's, look, be accountable for your actions. He was talking about when they blew their 29-0 lead to Stanford. He goes, I love this game. He's in tears. Like, literally, you can see, you can see it, it, it's swelling up. He's, I love this game. I've always loved this game. I love this team. But. Right now, I got a bunch of guys that like the game. And if they want to be great, they're going to have to love it. They're going to have to 
have a one-on-one with themselves and say, I love this game and I'm willing to put in the work for this game. And it was just, dude, it's electric. Everything he does, good, bad, ugly, win, lose. It's, I, I can't, I can't get enough of him. But what he has done through, you know this, he's electrified a fan base. And I'm going to bring it back to whether it's you or Matt Williams or someone from the past, some of you, know, like, bro, you would electrify this fan base. You realize how apeshit people would go if all of a sudden I showed up on opening day and Deuce Deuce is back in the fucking dugout, man? <laughs> Come on, bro. Yes. All uh, right. So I, look, so look. Yeah. So look, all right. So now I cannot, I cannot sit there and tell you and tell everybody in the chat room. I can tell, I cannot say that, hey, look, I'm gonna get on a list of knock hands ass for not going and managing in the minor leagues and getting experience. And then all of a sudden I I get the managerial job and I got no experience. Hey, I'm right. If that's the case, I need to get my fat ass down to the minor leagues, and I need to go manage a few games and get that shit up under my belt, too. Okay. I And I know you could say that, but, you know, they're about to hire Steven Vogt, and he's never managed a fucking day in his life either. So, bro, it, it's – here's the thing. If you have this extensive experience, you're going to have to learn on the job. And I, I – once again, I've done it. it, it I, I, at least, I did it with the bananas, at least. And it was – it was harder than man. I swear to you, it's harder than managing the fucking big leagues. What I had to deal with. It was just, there's so many elements. But it, it is difficult. And you will learn on the job. But at the same time, I'm willing to hire a guy with no managerial experience that is a lifelong baseball dude like you are. Somebody that you know the organization, you know the players, you've been to spring training every fucking year, you go around the minor leagues every year. You're the hard ass that this organization desperately needs. You really are. And I'm not going to talk about it again because otherwise we're going to come on here every week and it's just getting fucking boring. And this isn't a suck off fest or anything else, bro. This is just, this is, I know what the Giants need as a Giants fan. And this is it. John Gall, my cousin, who you know, you worked with yeah, in St. Louis. Yeah, yeah. Dude, this is a baseball guy. Same type of thing. This is a diehard Giants fan. He called today and he goes, tell fucking Will. <laughs> he needs to take that job, period. And I'm like, dude, I don't even know if they offered to. I don't even know if they're interviewed. I don't even know if it's a, it's a thing. I'm like, hey. They haven't yeah. even they haven't even reached out. Not not even a hey, how you doing? They're scared. Oh, they are. By They're far. scared. They're hey, scared uh, of, what, of, hey, of, of, uh, of what would actually happen. Do you know uh you know Chris Silva on here? Chris Silva, he he wants to knock and he's saying, answer your knock. <laughs> do you know who Chris is? Or no, I mean, you, everybody, all the are you a newbie, Chris? Burns, answer my damn knock. I mean, he's that confident. But you know what? If he's that big confident, Mike, big Mike, you're on every week. You don't need to worry about it. You ain't coming on. You ain't coming on this week. Let's give him. Let's give him a. No, uh, let's give it, Big Mike. Keep his ass off of here. Big Mike, big Mike didn't even knock. If right. Chris Silva is that confident to come on with us right now, all right, bring his bring his, bring his ass, ass on. on. He had nobody because you've been ranting and raving. I've been trying to change the subject. Bring Sorry, some man. bring some people on. Come on. 
Well, I mean, it's there. Okay, you I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the delay. My shit's still set up for spank bank, not no filter. Oh, oh, you're gonna come on here. You're gonna come on here and jerk us off from the get go. Get the fuck out. Will, 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 you're the man. Hey, I remember when I was fucking seven years old playing fucking T ball back then. Oh, you know, Lord. we didn't have you're him on a fucking stick. Again. We still had Coach throwing the damn balls. You were on the back of my trading card. No, uh, so that being right said, there. Will. Hey, Chris. I, oh, by the Chris, way, ladies and gentlemen, we have another victim. Wait, wait, wait. Thanks, Dust. See you later, Jack. Reno Aces, baby. So, life. Right. Hey, let's get your story, though. I, lifelong Giants fan. Lifelong Giants fan. I'm here out of Modesto, California, about an hour and a nice. half away from the Bay. Nice, um, nice, nice. You know, I used to watch Will Clark back when Mark McGuire and all of them were going. He's an amazing ball, ball, uh, ball, ball. Uh, Baseball player, you know, my hat's off to you, man. Bobby's hey, look, I appreciate it, Chris. Thanks. And, uh, you know, you're you're from a real good area of California down there, Modesto. I, <laughs> you know I mean? Being, being in Fresno, you know, we had to, we had to travel Modesto, Visalia, uh, you know, Stockton, Bakersfield. I mean, we were up and down 99. And I actually really enjoyed going to uh, Modesto because McGuire was there, uh, Conseco – was there and he had just left when I got there. Um so it, it was fun going and, and playing the A's down there in Modesto. It's a fucking yeah, awesome it's California not, thrill. Come on man. Yeah no, right it's, I mean it's a single A team now. I mean you got Modesto it's Modesto nuts now. It's not Modesto A's anymore. Um but okay. yeah I mean it was yeah. a it was a fun cheap place to go to. I yeah, yeah. I kind of live northeast Modesto towards Oakdale cowboy capital okay. of the world. Right, I know where you at I know yeah. where you at Chris that's cool yes have they ever had a promo night where they've changed their name to Modesto D's Nuts? You know what? I think I'm gonna fucking suggest that. Oh, that'd be a that'd be a freaking great one. I I guarantee you, you'd pack the house on that one. Oh, right? dude, it'd be so good, man. Oh, lord, that's that's hysterical, right there. I love it. I love it. So I, hey, Chris, I want to know as a, as a as a Giants fan, you you know, you grew up, you watched real everything else. If you were to have, I, I mean, where where are you on the managerial search? The, the, oh, stop the, it! Jesus no, Christ! No, no, no. See, see, right? for you, for you, for you. What's your thought on Alyssa Aiken? I'm good friends with Big Mike, right? And, and I understand hunters. Is, it's in their blood, man. It's gonna take. It's gonna take a lot to pull somebody away from that kind of lifestyle. You know, he's kind of been retired. Does he want to come back out of retirement? You know, that's the thing. I mean, that's the thing. And I've had that talk and I've had that talk with Eric, you know, away from the show is, you know, I, I, there's a reason I retired. I mean, no, no shit. There's a reason why I retired. You know, one of my reasons is sitting right here to my right, mm -hmm. you know, and then the other reasons over at LSU, I enjoy spending time with them, you know, and so, you know, taking you away from that, you know, like fatherly duty and stuff like that. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it would take, it would take a lot. Believe me, it'd take a lot, but right. the great part about it is, you know, TC is 27 and my daughter's getting ready to get out of LSU. I mean, wouldn't be nothing to move to the Bay area. No, but, I mean, it's like, I, with the man, it comes with its pros and cons. It's that bullshit meter. Where do you want to ride it at? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I mean, and and there's a lot of my friends in here. Josh is in there. The two Tommies are in there. Big Mike's in there. They know how much I love to hunt and fish. And, 
you know, enjoy my off time and all that. You don't have that if you put if you're managing every day. Because from February to October, you're freaking gone. What about Burns? He's not too far away from that place. Well, why don't we not, not nominate Burns? Yeah, what's going on with you? Bring your ass on down there. <laughs> oh, I'm not not interested. Hey, Tyra, Tyra, I can get you a nice condo down there. You can be no, a nice thank you. ballpark. All kinds of good shit. We're building yeah, I love a you guys. You guys are awesome. We are building, we're building a network where we're number four on oh, the podcast that? for baseball podcast. Numero quattro. Yeah. Bro, that, that's, that's huge. So what are talking about? Hey, hey we jumped jump freaking 11 spots in one week. Can you believe that? Just like that. Unbelievable, dude. Chris, what else you got, man? What do you want to know? I don't know, I just I mean you come on here. You wanted so badly to come on here. I, 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 like I just want to speak to the legend themselves, man. Oh, you guys are great. Outside of ball, you guys have a you guys have a good suit of humor. No bullshit, which is great. I think it's four runs. Six nothing diamondbacks, by the way. Godly, Arizona's really fucking this up. Hey, it's I think Marsh, Marsh doubled Marsh doubled and drove two in. Who drove wait, wait. Marsh, Marsh doubled and drove one in. The other one, no, he had to drive two in because the other one was Schwarber. All right, let's go. Hang on, hang on. All right, there's two RBIs for Schwarber, both homers, Turner. Rio Mundo, Rio Mundo did something. Yeah, two-run double as well. He had a two-run double, too. There you go. Uh, we got him. Yeah. We got him. Hey, uh, hey Birdsey, thank you for letting me on the show tonight. Appreciate it. And uh, hey, Trey, you, you come on the show every time and then listen to me. Yo, so as soon as your dad takes the Giants managerial job and you guys move to the Bay Area, <laughs> you you could be you could be we'll have your dad sit on the outside chair and you can become my new co host on Deuces Wild once, <laughs> once, he's, once he's got to fucking manage the Giants every day. Hey, hey, tell them what we are going to be doing. We are going to be in the dugout for what? Uh, Savannah Bananas. Savannah Bananas. Damn right you are. In Baton Rouge. I got one question. I got one question. Will, if you were to take that position, what's the very first thing that you would address? I like that. Good, Chris. Oh, that's a very good one, Chris. Uh, We kind of said it a little bit ago about – the winning atmosphere, the winning attitude. I don't want to have no excuses. I want people that are going to stand up in front of the mirror and say, I screwed up or, hey, I had a good game. You know, nice job for me. I like those guys. <laughs> uh, the, the you know, failing and go hiding in the clubhouse or go hiding in the dugout, that doesn't cut it with me. I don't I don't like those players, and those players would not play for me. All right, see you, Mr. Burns. Later, dude. See you later, See you, Trey. Right. Hey, Chris, do you have uh, anything else for Thrill before I kick you out of here? <laughs> oh, I just want to see. I just oh, want to see your your the tippy toes of your foot hit the camera. What's that? When you kick All me out of here? No, 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 no. Hey, look. Uh, thanks for coming on. Thanks for being a fan. And uh, more people on the podcast with you. I mean, look, you you see how it works. Bring some more guys with us. Because I know you're, I, I you know you're surrounded by Giants fans, so bring some more on. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. All right, bro. All right, hey, Chris, one more thing for you, real quick. <laughs> See ya. Uh, all right, all right. 
Well, see, you know, we ain't had Nora and Linda come on. Why don't y'all not you know, back on there again? Hold on a second, though, dude. This just seems like we need to get back on track. I, I, I want to right, take a deep breath. What? what? Let's do a quick, because let's do a quick 87-pack rip, get a couple stories on a couple guys. Ah, let's do that. Go ahead. Yeah, it's just... Dude, whenever whenever it gets slow, whenever I get it, I, I feel like I need a little break. This is when I, this is probably my favorite segment. The 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 tee up thrill on the 1987 Tops collection. All right, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, the 1987 Tops collection brought to you by number two twenty-two, Eric Burns, who used to be 210 pounds and is now 185. Where the other 30 pounds went, I don't know, but he doesn't fit in a jersey no more. That is correct. Dude, <laughs> I also forgot. Dude, seriously, I mean, your shit's like, your shit's like hanging off of you. I mean, I know you're ripped and you got like 0% body fat and all that, but where'd the rest of your shit go? I don't know, man. Uh, it's, uh, you asked my, ask my wife about it. Like, she, she, she says it all the time. She's like, I married a beefy guy. Like, I didn't marry this skinny triathlete. What happened? Oh, oh my honey. God, Tara. Oh my God. All right. Here's the bubble gum, by the way. Um, 30 years old. It is. No, don't tell me you're going to do it. Don't I don't me. know. You thrill tonight. I'm just feeling a little sexy. Yeah. Let's, let, let's listen. All right. Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> if freaking crunches, it crunches. Oh my God. God. Wow. Linda, Honestly, I, I know I know you'd still you and Nora would have something good to say, but I, I get it. I get it. All right, just spit all that shit out. Let's go. Here we go. I, I'm trying. All right. Hey, look, just chunk the first one out there. Let's see what happens. Okay. You want to try it? Yeah, fire it up. Go ahead. Gary Ward. Oh my God. Gary Ward. Uh here lately, matter of fact, Stephen Luker could come on there and comment on it. Gary Ward was a hitting instructor for somebody here lately. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, not only was a starter, but then was a bench player and all that sort of stuff. I mean, could could hit a little bit, you know. So, you know, hey, big leaguer, nice job, Gary. Fire it up. Here's a former teammate of yours, I believe. Uh-oh. Sean oh. My God, what a beauty that is. Ladies and gentlemen, Sean Dunstan, uh, a.k.a. Uh, Chicago Cubs, San Francisco Giants, uh, St. Louis Cardinals, which is where I played with him, and also a huge Pittsburgh Steelers fan and talks more shit about the Pittsburgh Steelers than you could ever imagine. But um, I came over to St. Louis, and Sean was there. Eric Davis was there. And one of the younger players over there was Ray Langford. And so so Eric Davis and and Sean would come up to me, and they're like, hey, Thrill, you know, Ray ain't listening to us. Ray ain't doing this. Ray ain't doing that. I'm like, just team up, and I'll come in there, and I'll I'll undercut his ass. And so – Sure enough, Sean every day would have something for Ray, and Eric would have something every day for Ray, and I'd come in there and just beat on him from the side. And uh, Ray Langford became a really good ball player. Sean Dunson 
had a fucking cannon. Was it? Oh my god! So everybody talks about you know, this guy from the Reds, whatever the hell his name is, Ellie De La um, Cruz. Yeah, him, that guy. You know, he throws a ball ninety something across the diamond. hundred, yeah, yeah. All right, Sean Dunstan, like wore Mark Grace out, and Mark Grace did not have a batting glove on under his glove. And in Chicago, you know, I mean, early in the season, it's 40 degrees. And if you don't catch it absolutely perfect when it's cold like that, I mean, it sting the crap out of you. And we were always in there early. We were always in there either late April, early May. And, you know, Sean would would numb, you know, Gracie a few times. And I was messing with Gracie all the time. I'm like, hey, he's your problem. I ain't got one. I got Jose Uribe. He hits me in the chest with about a – 70 mile an hour every time, you know, but you got Dunson winging this shit all over the place. And then later on, you know, I go play with St. Louis and then there's Sean there. Right. And the thing that Sean used to do, all right. He used to talk to his hand. He used to go like, Hey, you need to go. You need to go in the right direction. And he needs to go over that way. You know, he talked to his hand like, Hey, uh, throw it, throw it perfect over there to thrill, you know? And, and so, you know, I get over there to St. Louis. First thing I told Sean, I said, Look, goddammit. I said, I ain't Mark Grace. I said, don't be standing over there talking to your hand. I said, I'm a big ass guy. Just hit me goddamn right in the middle of the chest. All right, Thrill. All right, I'll take care of you. All right. He was a coach for the Giants as well, right? Yeah, he was with the Giants for a while. Um, kind of doing very much uh similar to what I was doing for a little bit. And then when you know the instant replay came on board, Sean was our legitimate liaison to the dugout for Bochi for, hey, look, you know, we need to appeal this play. We don't need to appeal it. Sean was the one that made those decisions, and he did a great job. All right. The next one on the list here, I don't know, maybe a former teammate of yours. I don't think he was still there when you were, but Steve Bouchel. Steve Bouchel, the big boo. In Texas, uh, very well loved by the Texas fan base. He had been there for a while, and uh, you know he he was part of the the I guess you'd call it the face of the Rangers. You know, I mean, even though when they were losing, you know, everybody everybody enjoyed Boo because he was a he was a Texas dude and lived in Texas and all that sort of stuff. So everybody everybody loved him. Oh, and um, matter of fact, I'm glad uh, I'm glad Luker jumped in here. But uh, we, we even talked about uh, Gary Ward. Remember I told you he could hit a little bit. Gary Ward and his son, Daryl Ward, hit for the cycle. So thank you for that, Steve and Luke. Appreciate that. How about that? Nice job, Luke. So check this guy out. Oh, my God. You know him? George Hendrick. Yeah, George Henry. Right. Look, look at the soul glow and the flow. Oh my, he's he's unbelievable. All right, here is a trivia quiz about George Hendrick. Everybody in the uh, chat room, George Hendrick was the first baseball player to wear the pajama pants. Everybody else did the socks and stirrups and all that yeah. sort of stuff. George Hendrick was the first guy. To wear the pajama pants. Interesting. Oh, oh and by the way, Tommy Tommy Aliotti just brought it up, and and I've had 
I've had a bunch of guys, you know, text me today and all that sort of stuff, especially all my local group around here. But today is the 34th anniversary of the earthquake. earthquake. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, hey, look, at least we, we gave it a little bit of nod, but I don't need to. I don't need to relive the earthquake again. I had, I had enough of that. So we're I good. talked about it this morning on the Daily Hustle extensively. I kind of figured that you and I have talked about it before, so I didn't want to overdo yeah, it. Yeah, no, no, we're good. We're good. All right. Uh, All right, what else you got? got to go got? back to 87 tops because here's a guy I got to imagine you went face-to-face with a few times, Roger Clemens. Oh, my God almighty. Roger, Roger, my bud, my bud, I love him. You know, hey, look, we went toe-to-toe from college all the way through pro ball. Um, really? Yeah, I faced him I faced him my freshman year in college. He was a junior uh, at Texas. We faced in the regionals. And, you know, then I faced him in pro ball. I faced him all-star games, you know, when he was with Boston, when he was with Toronto, when he was with New York. You know, I face Roger Clemens a lot. And uh, super ultra competitive. Um, yep. He is the, I, you know, I mean, if, if you're, if you're, you know, wanting from a, from a, um, a pitching standpoint, he's the thrill version of the pitcher. I mean, he was balls to the wall. You know, ultra competitive, didn't give a rat's ass about nothing. He was all, all about the W and his teammates and going deep in the game, saving the bullpen. And he was the man for a long time and should be in the Hall of Fame for whatever reason. You know, why Why these fucking morons that are supposedly voting on the Hall of Fame, they don't know what the fuck goes on, but he should be in the Hall of Fame. Well, I mean, obviously, he's in the same category that Barry Bonds is. He's a seven-time Cy Young Award winner. He is arguably the greatest pitcher of our generation, yet they're going to continue to keep him out of the Hall of Fame because they want to put in other guys that have done steroids into the Hall of Fame. So Yeah, no. No, yeah, let's let's put let's put Piazza and sense. guys like that in there, but yet let's keep out the fucking stud of our generation. All right, the next guy here, Thrill. I got to imagine, again, like you had some battles with this dude. Todd Worrell. Oh, my God. Yes. Todd Worrell, 1986 Rookie of the Year. Robbie, uh-huh. Thompson, finished, Robbie Thompson finished second, and Will the Thrill finished third that year. Uh, also missed two months of the season because of a broken elbow, but – Todd Worrell, stud for the St. Louis Cardinals for years, closer. You know, I mean, hey, look, when he towed the slab, you knew you had your work cut out for you. Um, interesting little fact about Todd Worrell. Um, I don't know how this happened, but we had a doubleheader against the Cardinals. Uh, so we must have had a rain out or a fog out or it wanted a few at Candlestick. And uh, <clears throat> we had to play a doubleheader the next day. And I got Todd Worrell in both games of a doubleheader, both of them for walk-offs. No way. Promise you. Come on. Two for two, two jacks, two walk-offs. 
dude, that's insane. I've never even heard of that. Yep. And that that's that's what, you know, I mean, when we do these shows like this, I mean, these like stories come up, it's like, oh shit, I forgot about that. But that happened. We gotta pull that up, man. I mean, that is insane. Um and and other people have said, oh no, you, you got one, you didn't get it in the second game. I was like, my ass, because I fucking swung the bat. I know I got the second one too. Okay. Uh, the next guy, someone else I know you got. Oh, oh wizard. The wizard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, wizard, the wizard and I go back a few years. Uh, little uh, brawl Ahoya and all of a sudden hit me in the back of the head. Cheap shot artist. Uh, he's, he's on the veterans committee. He votes against me every time. So fuck him. Hey, I just said it. Here you go, right there. Take that with you. And by the way, I'm still still coming in the second base, and you're still going to try to jump over my ass, and I'm still going to reach up and drag your ass down to the ground like I did a few times. Thank you. I feel like we need an alumni game. (laughs) Yeah, but I can't run fast enough to get to where I slide. If I if I run now, I'll fucking hit and I'll stick. Yeah, I think you know what you start. You get on base and then I'll pinch run for you. Why don't you? Oh, leave it up to me. Power roll his ass. Hell yeah, go get him. How McRae? Have you talked to Ozzy since the incident, like extensively? You know, I hadn't talked to him extensively. You know, you know, I played for St. Louis and he was around. You know, it's just hey, how you doing? Kind of shit, but it was just. You could tell it was just, you know, uh, just putting icing over a bad wound. So I got a teammate. No, no love lost. No love lost. No big deal. Yeah, whatever. Like you said, fuck them. Yeah. Uh, pretty sure a teammate of yours right here. 93. Oh, my God. Oh, 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 what a freaking beauty. All right. So let's let's go back. Billy Swift. Um, not only a teammate of mine with the San Francisco Giants, teammate of mine in the 1984 Olympic team, really? University of University of Maine, and oh. I mean a turbo sinker. I'm talking about 92, 93, and it would come in and just the bottom would fall out of it. And Bernsey, if I could tell you how many guys he chewed up and spit out, and he teamed up with John Burkett in 1993 to be back-to-back 20-game winners in 1993. Billy Swift, John Burgett were our studs. And uh, till this day, i got fond memories of Billy Swift. I love him to death. I'll play defense behind him any day of the week. So John Burkett, I believe, was on the mound when we were playing Boston in 2003. He was in one of his last years with the Red Sox and I hit a ball. He threw a cutter. I hit a ball off him that still this day, I'm not convinced it was foul. It went down <laughs> the right field line with the bases juice. It would have changed the whole fucking series. Honestly, the, like if this ball stays fair, we might've won the world series that year. Right. And when you watch the ball, it disappears into the foul pole. And so if my, my point is that now that technology was not the same, we're not watching in 4K or 
1080 HP, whatever, but you couldn't see the ball go across the foul pole. So again, like I'll argue over and over again, like, man, if you can't see the ball go across the foul pole, what does that mean? Yeah, no, the, no, I get it. Yeah, it was on the yeah. other side of it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what? Hey, happened? look, I get it. I get it, bro. I get it. Hey, uh, you know, there's there's a guy in here that just got on a chat room. Uh, Danny Gomez. Oh, we got another run scored. Ooh, the Diamondbacks are about to put a position player. Yeah, in no, there. that's a that's a two run. So now it's eight nothing. Um, Danny Gomez came on here and said that uh, he's friends with Willie McGee and. He said he loves me. Willie McGee, um, you know, after all of those years playing against him with St. Louis, I mean, every time he got on first base, just a complete, complete gentleman. I mean, I could not say enough things that are that are just patting him on the back more than I love Willie McGee. Uh, and then, you know, he he came over to the Giants, and then we were teammates, and, you know, not only did we spend a lot of time on the field, we spent a lot of time in the in the back of the uh, plane, you know, talking strategy and talking about, you know, how Whitey Herzog wanted to run a game and how Roger Craig wanted to run a game and how he and Vince Coleman, you know, had green lights and when he would run, when he wouldn't run. I learned so much from Willie McGee. Absolutely one of the one of the softest, perfect gentlemen of the game. And one of the longest decks in the history of baseball. By far. By far. E.T. falling home. But still, but still, truly a gentleman. Well, between Willie McGee and Merton Hanks, at one point I feel like they were both playing in San Francisco. And yeah. I'm like, dude, that's a hell of a net club right there. Yeah. Yeah. And then here's another thing, all right? So, you know, and, and some people in the chat room have brought it up. Don Bergen was a huge bowler. I mean, yeah. I mean, you never, you never heard of any, you know, a baseball player beating a bowler. Look at that, John Burkett. Yeah, and, and John, John was right, and so yeah. okay, all right, fine. Oh, we had a we had a cluster right there on an infield pop up that the third baseman didn't take the ball. Ball fell in. That oh, right man. there is the shit that drives me up the wall. So anyway, so um, anyway, so John Burkett. We go to St. Louis one 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 year, and John goes, "Hey, uh, I'm going to the Bowling Hall of Fame. You want to come?" I'm like, "Yeah," because it was literally across the street from Old Bush Stadium. And so John and I walked up there, and we went and saw the the Bowling Hall of Fame. And he was, you know, he was showing me stuff that I knew, but like Pete, guys like Pete Weber, and you know, people like that that were like Bowling Hall of Famers. And it was like. Oh my God! You know, I mean, it, it it's kind of amazing how, you know, just professionals from different sport kind of like idolize other professionals. And you know, even though you you think of bowling, I mean, dude, these guys had to hit that freaking same board every time with the same spin and blah 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 blah. And and these these dudes are top notch. And John Burkett was one of them. He he rolled actually a few three hundred games, and that's when I played with him. He's probably got more now. I get it, but thrill any sport that I play better drunk is not a sport. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. This is this is a uh, a little pat on the back for eight one eight tequila, yes, which it is. Don't has, has the big eights with a little spout out of it, dude. So I'm not kidding you. Um, 
we actually do have, and I'm, I'm going to have to find, I'll probably have to pull it up on my phone. Like I was supposed to do a live read uh, within the first five minutes of the show. That went over, <laughs> that went over like wildfire. You're an hour and a half late, Jack. It didn't fucking happen. Um, let's see. Registration, trademark, like all this stuff. We're pleased to report the certifications registration here, but I mean, what is this? Hey, uh, just behind you right there. All right. You know, the Phillies scored a few more runs and uh, Rio Muto's up there and they just threw at him. Oh, good. So now, now the umpire is on there. I don't know if, if he's trying to figure out whether it was intentional or not. No, they're trying to figure out if it hit him or not. Okay, thrill. Oh, here it is. Where it is. Yeah, because it's he's got strike one, strike two, and so he was just coming in on him and missed. You ready for this? Yeah, go bet, ahead. Bet online. I mean, of course, we're going to be talking and pimping alcohol, tobacco, firearms, gambling, and prostitution. I just... It seems so natural for Deuce as Wild. So it well, says. Well, put it this way: we got firearms like right here. So I mean, of course, if you want me to pimp some firearms. They're like right here. You ready? Look at this. <laughs> it says Bet Online copy update. It's a Texas showdown in the postseason, and <laughs> Bet Online is your number one for all your baseball wagering info, with up to the minute stats, news, scores. And matchup breakdown. That was number one. Uh, there's more. There is more. Number two, get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals for the NFL and college football at your fingertips with Bet Online's real time updates on statistics, news, and odds. Number three, we have everything you need to stay <laughs> up to speed on each LCS. All the way through the World Series. And don't bet on the fucking Diamondbacks. Number four, head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code. Here it is. Believe. B-L-E-A-V. All capitals. Believe. To receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the motherfucking game starts bitches there it is right in the weed just there that's how'd that sound everything good hey you did the whole shooting match oh and by the way uh let's see uh danny uh, was it danny no chris chris wants to know what bat i use so i use the c271 35 33 and if it was somebody that was a very hard thrower, it was 34 and a half, 32 and a half. You're that big of a bat, dude. I had no idea. I thought you were like a standard 34. I already told you that. I mean, shit, dude. Really? Dude. 35, 33. You get, that, you get that big bastard going, you ain't stopping it. And you because if you're trying to stop it, you're gonna break a wrist. Damn. I mean, that's a big that, that is a big bat, though. Yep. You yep. no none of these guys swinging that shit these days. 
Oh, that was like 32 ounces around right? The biggest bat, the biggest bat that, that we have in the in the clubhouse right now is a 34-32. Yeah, that's what I swung. Yeah. But but here's the thing. In your day, everybody swung a 34-32. Now they're all swinging 33-31s and I mean 31-28s and I mean it's it's I mean they're they're all standing on top of the plate wearing freaking body armor, not expecting to get hit, so they can't get out the way. And then and then they expect a 28-ounce or 30-ounce bat to have some good weight and, and good wood in it. And when they hit it, nah. it goes, goes like that. Like there, ain't no ju- there ain't no juice in toothpick. Newspaper. David Luger! What up, Bernsey? Luke, it's been a minute, man. I wanted to make sure I got you on here tonight before we took off. What's up, dude? This is the corn I flipped on Friday night, last Friday. That's what I'm talking about, Luke. That's what I'm talking about, a little first, first action coin. Yeah. And then there's also another fact about Steve Iochi. At Stanford, he was a roommate of Hall of Famer John Elway. Oh, yeah, Bouchard. That's why we got you, Luke. That's why we got you. You bring all of these new facts on for us. No, Luke, you're right. And he was he was best friends. Bouchard's best friends with Vince Sikowski. Who's Look at you. Look at you, Luke. Oh, my you man. Bring that out, man. Delta, Delta, Delta. <laughs> yes. That hey, was hey, it. Luke, Luke, what shirt you got on, man? I can just barely see it. It's just a Ventura college shirt. It's basically orange and black, so it's like okay. A, all right, is that the is that the college yet? No, it's a different college. This is okay. All right, now. all right. But what you, what you got for us? What's the story behind this 1998 Thunder card? All right, wait. Move it off to the side so I can see it a little bit more. Move it to your right. Uh, what about it? What is the story behind the picture they took of you? With I'm talking you? about like because I got my glove up by my face. Yes. All right. So I'm looking in the dugout, going, "What the hell are you guys trying to say right there?" You know, it's like you know, they're yelling at me saying something. I'm like, "What? What?" So that's probably what that uh, is right there. Or no, or you're covering your mouth and you're looking at your like your eyes and you're looking at the hot blonde in the third row. Well, I can't say that. You're only human. And then I can't say that. Uh oh. Uh oh. All right, move it to the right. Move it to the right, Luca. I can't see it. All right, there you go. So this is me flipping it. And then this is the let me find the good one. This is when the ref gave it to me. Oh, that's awesome, man! Congratulations. Yeah. What, dude, what? I'm not getting the story here. You all right? So, so you came in late on this, but Luke, this last year, this last week, he flipped the coin at your high school football game, right? Yep. Yep. And then they gave him the coin as as a thank you for flipping it. And did your team win? Sadly, they did not. The team. Oh, Luke. Their team. They played is a good team. They have only lost once in their conference, and it's against another team that was in the state finals last year. Luther, hey, my wife's yelling at me from downstairs. Any final words for the Daily Hustlers tonight? There is just keep doing what we're doing, and I'm just going to keep working hard at school. I'm already in month six. Hey, Luke. Luke, you're doing great, man. Congratulations, bud. See ya!
Luke, you got booted. Sorry. Hit the books, kid. All right. Hey, Thrill. Uh, you around next week, man? Uh, no, I am not. I am on a. I am on a hunt next week. Uh, okay. But, but you know, eight o'clock. It is dark ass thirty out here. Um, I'll bring my laptop with me, and I'll see if we can't do it on online. I am. You let me know, dude. I'll follow your lead. We will be rocking and rolling. We got daily hustles filling in spots uh, when you're not here. And I would tell you this, dude. Uh, it's a lot better getting you on. I, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see this Giants manager thing fucking shake out. However it does. You I, know I, what? You know what? Look, we beat it to death. I know. I know. I'm, I'm sorry. We did. No, 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 no. I, I did. I you did. don't have to apologize. I told you, do not apologize for wanting the fucking Giants to be where they should be. Do not apologize for that. What we need to do is we need to have somebody in fucking management step up and say, freaking Burnsy and Will are right. That's what we need to have because what Burnsy and Will are saying are the same thing that the fan base is saying. So, hello. Hello, let's wake the fuck up. All right. I can tell you, and I've already told you this. All right. Everybody in the chat room, you heard it. And I promise you, I promise you it's going to happen. I will be in front of every one of our fucking minor leaguers this spring training coming up, and they will get the fucking full on thrill experience about what it means to be a giant. And if you don't want to pay attention, I'll get you to fuck out. We don't need your ass. You don't want to win here. You don't want to work hard here. Get the fuck out. Go somewhere else. There you go. I love that, dude. Like the bottom line is like, let's giant. Know how you guys had hum baby back in the day? Like it was the rallying cry, like hum baby. There you go. 2024 San Francisco Giants. Hashtag. No pussies. There you go. Hey, look, look. I mean, if, if you go out there, you know, and and I saw this from every sports franchise that I played against. You saw it from every sports franchise you played against. If you went out there and you busted your ass and you showed people you cared and oh, it just didn't happen that day. They were behind you every step of the way because when it did happen, they were your biggest supporters. Yep. But but if you gave them, uh, hey, look, you know, you go to the steel mill and you give it, you know, half of an effort or, you know, you go to the pharmacy and you give it a third of an effort. Uh, guess what? You're going to get fired and. Guess what? That should happen to a professional athlete. I still think that way. I mean, look, if you if you're not going to give me a full effort, fuck you. I'll get rid of you and let's mm-hmm. get somebody else in here. Sure got. Guess, guess, guess what? Guess what? There's a lot of other guys that want your fucking position. And if you are not that proud and you don't want to work out your shit, sayonara. Get the fuck out of here. Dude, show me how you do anything. I'll show you how you do everything. And and how you work is how you're going to play, man. 
That's it. It's there, right there. Right there. Correlation. Right All there. Right, uh, hey. keep, keep me updated. We'll see you next week. And uh, congrats on becoming the number four ranked baseball podcast in like less than a month, man. So hopefully we can keep the downloads going. For everybody else, uh, thank you for joining. Everyone listening on Apple, Spotify, please do us a favor. Leave a review. It really helps. Hit five stars if you're feeling generous. Uh, our title sponsors, I mean, Thrill's got his Jack Daniels there. We got 818 Tequila, KT Tape, uh, and then, of course, the Bet Online thing. Bet Online HQ. Yeah. I think Kate, it is. Kate, make sure you, you keep your package tight. Yo, keep the package tight, chafe safe. That's the uh, <laughs> KT, KT stuff. So we're pimping, pimping chafe safe. <laughs> Oh, try Verge. Try Verge. That's the cannabis company. That that. Hey, oh my God! Here we go. Stuff. Stop it! Stop it, dude. We have weed. We have weed. We have alcohol. <laughs> we have we have lubricant. Oh we, lubrica- we have lubrication, and we have gambling as our title. Well, so, in other words, in other words, we're taking this podcast, and you're going straight sexual. No. Yeah. No. You're going alcohol no. lubricant. You're going alcohol lubricant and tape. Come on, dude. You're killing me here. I don't think it's what KT envisioned when uh, they brought us on as spokespeople for these. Hey, know, look, look. Linda product. said it. You're triple X rated right now. You're just triple X. Linda, I love you. I'll see you next week. Everyone hey, else. Look, look, I love you, Tara. Thanks for putting up with him for another week. Uh, as for everybody else, daily hustle tomorrow morning. I don't know what time, whenever I start it. All right, there you go. Brother, love you. Yeah. Shut up.